here at Mutiny Radio, all the comics, wonderful, hilarious people in the scene. Get to know them, hang out, do a set, have it recorded here and on a podcast at mutinyradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. It's time for a comedy clubhouse here at MutinyRadio.fm. Yay! Yay! Uh, we're going to get started in just a sec. We're waiting for the throngs of people to come in and, and take their awesome seat. The throngs of people. The thongs. I wonder how many are wearing a thong. We'll talk about that when we get up there. Uh, enjoy the dulcet tones of Floating Goat, my favorite metal band in the city, and we'll get started in just a sec with Mutiny's Comedy Clubhouse. Yay! Fantastic Comedy Clubhouse. Aaron Yabba Dabba Doo Da 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 Lewis, big bringer of the night, killing it here. Bringing all the people to Mutiny Radio. You guys ever been here before? You ever heard of this place? Nope. You've never heard of the Dirtbag Corner of the Mission? This is like the, you're like, where did we walk into? It's like, it's like my 90s vagina exploded. It's like Pearl Jam had a baby and it's all over this room. It's like, oh, it's so underground, man. Where's my flannel? Can I get my abortion back? Cool. Uh, tonight, in honor of usually, I and I do, I did make, the way I pay my comedians is I pay them in pot food because that's a currency. Uh, but tonight, I especially, instead of just bringing the pot food, I brought the actual tincture because Aaron Lewis is on this show. So this is potka. This is pot vodka infused with a little bit of honey to make it a little more palatable. This is what I would usually put for 36 treats this amount of it. So we're going to take tiny sips, Aaron Lewis, tiny, tiny sips, tiny sips, tiny sips. Like, let it touch your lips. And then that's all. Hey, Austin Carr's here. I brought, I brought this special though, because I was like, we don't need to make, I mean, we'll bring the treats for like, you know, normal people, but Aaron Lewis is on the show. So we need to, we need to really stack the deck. I'll take a sip of that. I live in the Tenderloin, uh, so does Aaron. Anybody else live in the Tenderloin? Whoa, whoa, whoa! I love, I love the Tenderloin. San Francisco is filled with so many specific hygiene issues. Do you live here? You know about the very specific hygiene issues. I found this pair of pants in a tree in the Mission, right here on Harrison Street. I found these pants in a tree. These are tree pants. That's a thing. <laughs> That's a thing. But my San Francisco hygiene question is, if my tree pants don't smell like pee, do I have to wash them before I wear them? No, no. I've been, I've been wearing these for like 18 days and now they kind of smell like my pee, but I like it. That's weird. I, I don't know. I'm like, oh, what's up? 
San Francisco specific hygiene question number two. If you're using the public restroom at Civic Center, do you lo- use do you leave the toilet seat up or down after you've been slamming Harold? Anyone? <laughs> is them Is that more of an etiquette question? Like up or down? Uh, third third question. I'm a San Francisco, I'm trying to lower my carbon footprint. I don't know about y'all, you know, but yeah. So if I'm um, on the potty and I'm going number two and I use the same teepee to wipe my nose and then my tushy, can I give my butthole herpes? (laughs) Herpes simplex one and two are the same herpes. Just location, location, location. Dermatologist says, <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't wipe your nose and then your tushy. You can actually, it's actually called hate fucking. That's when you find your ex-boyfriend when you have a cold sore that starts and you're like, I'm gonna suck your dick. That's hate fucking, you see, because herpes simplex one and two are the same herpes. Location, location, location. Don't live in the tenderloin, friends. It's a scary, scary place. No, it's great. The rents are affordable and... It's nice. There's a guy on my street. He's, um, I've been living there for like 11 years now and there's a man on the street. He's been there as long as I've lived there. And um, we call him Fuck My Life because at, at the nighttime, he stands in front of closed shops and looks at himself in the window in the mirror and he goes, Fuck my life! Fuck my life! And then he yells, Fuck you! But he's looking at himself in the mirror. So I'm just like, wow, this is a whole new level of self-hatred that I never understood in high school. You know, like, I hated myself a lot, but not that much. Maybe because I had a roof over my head. It was like, perspective. I'm like, nobody likes me, and I'm a cheerleader. And he's like, fuck my life! I feel you, bro! It's perspective. Poor, poor dude. I'm sorry. I, don't, I, I hope that's not like punching down. I feel, I feel like people, they don't punch down at me actually in my neighborhood. Whenever I wear makeup, people are really, really nice. <laughs> uh, today I was walking down the street and a nice man, he said, uh, girl, you've been living a long time to look 22. That's a compliment. That is not catcalling. Oh, did I feel catcalled? No, I felt complimented. I was like, well put, sir. Thank you. Yes, my gray belies my, like, what? Blowing my mind. Uh, Another man on a different day said, uh, got a nice fit on today. Oh, that's nice, too. That's a double entendre and catcall. That is, I am fit. I'm wearing an outfit. I got it still almost complimentary. I like it. I'm with it. I don't like to wear skirts in the tenderloin, though, because one time a guy said, I like your skirt. Can I get under there and get a sniff? (laughs) How quickly we go from complimenting to catcalling. And why do you want to get under my skirt and smell my boyfriend's cum? That's weird. That's... (laughs) Smells weird. Why do you like the smell of semen? Oh, all right. I know it was just Fleet Week or whatever, but okay, bro. Like, if you want to catcalling, complimenting. I finally understand catcalling because I got a cat. I got a new cat. Love my cat. Love my cat. Oh, I love him. But he doesn't, uh, he's not as snuggly as my old cat. And he's not, you know, he's not as... So sometimes I have to pick him up without consent. It's okay. But I understand catcalling because I go... Baby kitty, come here. I love you, baby kitty, baby kitty. You're my baby kitty, come here. Cause they're done, baby, baby, come here. 
baby, baby. And then I start chasing him around the room and he's like running away from me and I keep chasing him. Baby, baby, baby. And then I, and then I pick him up without consent and I make him a baby and I say, you're a baby, you're a baby. And then finally he goes, and then I know that it's time to stop. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I just want a baby. I'm kidding, I don't want a baby. I'm going through menopause, I'm 45, and like I've never wanted a baby before, but all of a sudden, I'm like, my vagina's on fire! Like it's like, wow! I, I sexually harassed the mailman. <laughs> like, on the way here from my favorite bar, on 20th Street, there's a hot mailman, he's like 26, and he was wearing his wife beater and his like male shirt open, and he's walking down the street, and I said, um, I hope the postal service makes a calendar and they put you in it. And he like laughed and smiled or whatever and I kept walking. And then I felt like, oh my God, if I was a guy and he was a girl and I would have said that, that would have been gross. But in my defense, he was wearing that wife beater and he looked so cute. So wasn't he asking for it? <laughs> right? He was totally asking for it. He had his pecs all out. He was like, what? It's, I'm the hot mailman. Come on. It's a sexual harassment if I'm semi-okay looking is that what the difference is it's like if i was if well <laughs> we won't go there that's too mean one i one time i was sexually harassed but it was just because he was ugly <laughs> if he would have been a good looking guy i would have been like oh, well it's flirting is it not flirting i don't know what's what's workplace flirting okay <laughs> i don't know anymore it's it, i don't even know if i'm a comedian with an alcohol problem or an alcoholic with a comedy problem like i can't figure it out i'm always in bars telling jokes to drunk people it's fun i like it i don't know i decided not to have a baby so i could do this shit like i usually ask does anyone have kids in the audience i, di I didn't think so if you did it'd be like who is hanging out with your children? Did you just leave them in a trunk with a sleeping bag? They'll be safe, they'll be okay. I'm gonna go get another drink. It's good, it's good I didn't have babies. No, I don't, and I, I don't want them. But now that I'm going through menopause, I'm like Rah! The only good thing about menopause is I'll never have to have another abortion. <laughs> so, good. And that my, under, my underwear have never been happier. Like, <laughs> everything down here is dry as a bone. Like, I've never, I've never been like this confident in sexy underwear. I'm like, oh, I can finally wear those sexy underwear I've had for 20 years that I never wear because I'm afraid I'm gonna get them all gross. Yay! The ladies know what I'm talking about. We leak, we're just like faucets all the time. It's like, eh. For me, it's either like, my eyes, my, everything leaks. Now the only thing that leaks is my armpits. It's like I wake up in the morning and I'm like, did I piss the bed? Nope, just sweat, just sweating. It's fine, getting old sucks. I have to talk about menopause because I feel like no one else is talking about it and I'm like, wait, but like 50% of the entire world goes through this and all the women for all this time have to shut the fuck up and put that dick in their mouth and just shut the fuck up, right? Just shut the fuck up, don't say anything about it, don't say anything about it because then you're unsexy and it's weird and it's gross. Put it in the closet. It's like the new closet. I feel like this is like my queer moment. I'm like, I'm a woman. <laughs> And they're like, not anymore. Shut the door and shut the fuck up. Thus said Zarathustra. Old woman comes out in the street, beat her with a stick. <laughs> like, it's Nietzsche. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, in my depression, sometimes I read Nietzsche, which is probably the worst thing you can do. Like, I'm gonna. Makes me feel much better about the world to know how much worse it was. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. You guys seem like readers. You, you know around these town parts, there have been all those big brightly painted vehicles? 
the food, you buy food from them now, right? You walk in one that's like a Filipino burrito. It's got fries in it. All right. You get like a $12 kimchi ball, right? But I walked up to this one brightly painted vehicle. It was a bookmobile. Do you remember the bookmobiles? Right? They drove around in buses and you could get books. So um, I walked in and I ordered a steaming hot cup of Kafka. And when it arrived, it was a banana. And I was a giant bug. And I looked out the window and I saw melting clocks and burning giraffes. And I was like, da-da, da-da. But it was surrealism. It was a totally different movement. So that's for the readers in the house. Dadaism was the movement that preceded surrealism. That's a really cerebral joke. Hey, woo! All right, this is, uh, this is I'll, I'll, I'll close on a, on a real pleaser for everyone. Uh, I'm gonna give you guys a pro tip about dating. You all look like you know what you're doing, but if you do ever go on a first date, I have a pro tip, drop some acid, right? So at least you'll have some chemistry between you. You know, like, it's all about the chemistry. It's LSD, it's like surgic acid, and then you have chemistry and everything will be okay. Yay. All right, uh, we sing a song as the children run by. I love it. It's hot in here, it feels good. Uh, we're gonna sing a song. If you know how it goes, sing along. If you don't, you'll figure it out. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse, comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. High, high, high. <laughs> I don't have a problem with people smoking pot in here as long as everybody's okay with everybody smoking pot in here. As long as that's okay, we can do that. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yeah. Yay, you're already here. You made it. You're here. Aaron Lewis, our bringer tonight, but we're going to let him go up later. We're going to put you up first. No, no one gets to listen to your gems, the gems that fall out of your mouth. He's... <laughs> I had the opportunity to be on a podcast with him the other day and it was like, and we talked about menopause and it was hilarious because he's like, I'm in a man's playing menopause. I'm woke. And it was great. It was really, really great. It was me and this 50-year-old woman talking about like all the terrible, like the shining elevator that's going to be coming out of my vagina the first period I have. It's been two and a half months, by the way, since I've had a period. But she said, oh, when it comes back, she's like, You're, you got to invest in some of those period pants. You're just going to have to bleed into something it's okay. I, I hate to I love to freak freak out this I feel like it's time to get one of those moon cups again so that I can start saving the blood and like pouring it on my pot plants you know so I can make a strain of God's pussy you know like a last in thunderfuck like mm, enrich these plants with joy and wonderment uh your first comic comedian of the night he's a new he's a new comic on the scene and he's very very funny and I'm so excited to have him here put your hands together for Tushar yay <laughs> Yeah, very new. Uh, so this is going to suck. I'm just saying out of the bat, like just that these jokes, I'm not even sure they're jokes. <laughs> Let's try them. Let's see. Okay. Uh, my name is Tushar, and I like to make friends with immigration attorneys. <laughs> well, that seems like a joke. <laughs> I've got 99 problems. All of them are visa related. <laughs> There's something there, something there. A uh, quick message to all the ladies from the Indian men in the room. Sometimes we might like to stare at you a little bit. You have the reputation that we like to stare. We mean no harm, okay? That's just our way of saying, let's be friends. 
Yeah, let's get coffee. That's it. When you're ready, then we'll get married. Okay. Uh, hi, welcome. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. We were just talking about Indian men. Creepy as hell, I tell you. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, growing up in India, I didn't get laid a whole lot. Uh, so when I moved to America, an American chick was flirting with me once. And when an American chick flirts with you as an Indian dude, right, you're already in a relationship. Like, she doesn't know this yet, but this is going to go the distance, you know what I mean? <laughs> so we've been together for seven years now. Got married recently. Thank you. Thank you so much. Very excited, this bunch, about marriage. <laughs> Is marriage on the cards? Hell no, buddy. It's, it's not on the cards. I'll tell you, it's, it's really good, actually. Um, the best part about marriage, I think, it's, um, it's the green card. That's the best <laughs> part about marriage. <laughs> I'll tell you, I think in a, in a marriage, in, a, in any relationship, I think men, uh, in a heterosexual especially, men should do the dishes, right? Yeah. Right? So ladies, if your man doesn't like to do the dishes, leave him, you know? Instead, marry an Indian guy. Because we will do anything for a green card. <laughs> we will. We will wash the dishes, do the clothes, anything, really. It's fun. It's, it's fun being here. Uh, I remember landing on San Francisco airport, right? And I got coffee, and this barista goes like, what milk would you like? And I was like, what are my options, really? And she goes, well, we have skin milk, whole milk, 1%, 2%, half and half, hazelnut, coconut, cashew nut, vanilla, strawberry, chocolate. And I'm like, back in India, we had a cow, you know, like that, and a goat for a backup. Like, those were our options. One time somebody asked me, like, have you ever milked a cow? And I'll tell you, I have. It's uh, strangely erotic. It's, uh, <laughs> just kidding. I've never milked a cow. That's race. Okay. <laughs> Racism, good, bad. How are we feeling? Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was, the other day I was ordering coffee, um, and the barista goes, how do you like your coffee, Abdul? I'm like, sir, my name is not Abdul. We don't all look the same. And he goes, I'm so sorry, I totally didn't mean that. You know, coffee's on the house. I'm like, if you're going to give me free coffee, you can call me Abdul anytime, buddy. We are good. Okay, coffee's expensive. Six dollars, are you kidding me? Turns out Abdul is a real person, right? And he likes uh, a quad latte, which is uh, four shots of espresso. So when I was having sex later with my wife, boy, I was pumped. You know what I mean? Like, I was excited. Like, my, my wife was like, it feels like I'm having sex with a totally different person. And I'm like, yeah, his name is Abdul. <laughs> <laughs> then the next day, I go back to the same place, right? <laughs> I'll let you digest. <laughs> it happens, it happens. The next day, I went back to the same place. And this time, this dude, he goes, uh, your name is Tushar, right? I'm like, sir, my name is Abdul, and we don't all look the same, you know? <laughs> so I've been getting a lot of free coffees that I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
Um, the other day, I was just walking uh, outside my door. I walk a lot, as you can see, and have a lot of coffee. <laughs> and there's this, this guy, he's old school, right? Uh, he's walking his dog, and he's just passing by, and he yells out at me. He goes, uh, go back to where you came from, you Mexican. I'm like, sir, that is racist. But the dog's super cute, I have to say. You know, like, that's a chihuahua. That's a Mexican dog. So when I go back to Mexico, can I take him with me? Like, how are we feeling about that? You know what I mean? Like, he was a good dog. But then he starts, like, taking a dump, right? And I'm like, so you got to pick that up. And he's like, I forgot the bags. And I'm like, you got to get the bags. And he goes, yeah, I'm going to go home, get the bags. And I'm like, yeah, you got to go back to where you came from. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, will you hold my dog while I get the bags? I'm like, I'm an immigrant. I'm here to help. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'll help you. So uh, long story short, uh, he went to get uh, the bags, and I have a new dog. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, I've been enjoying that. It's, uh, it's a good dog. And I thought he'd never recognize me, because he was looking for a Mexican, right? Uh, and, but I think it, like, it was maybe two months later, um, He's still looking for his dog, and he catches me, right? And he says, you are the one who has my dog. And I'm like, sir, I'll tell you something about my people. We all look the same. You know, I think <laughs> you've got me uh, mixed up with someone else. Although there is a guy who lives uh, in my building. He looks exactly the same. Maybe you should ask him. His name is Abdul. <laughs> these, are just, uh, these are just jokes, guys. Uh, I, think, I think these are jokes. We're, we're getting there. I'll tell you this one. Uh, people don't like techies. I know we live in tech land, but not everybody appreciates techies, I feel like. you know, People think we make too much money. Absolutely true. But what people don't realize is that we have to send it all back home. Like We've got a billion people to feed. You know what I mean? Like The other day I was walking as, how much? It's, I was six pack. I walked so much. OK. And somebody had spray painted. So you can actually see this. I'm not, this is not. Is literally like just not even a joke. If you go to 810 Mission right now and you pass through the construction, you'll see it. somebody has spray painted the words fuck techies, right? And I was like, that's hateful. But what if he really means fuck techies because they don't get laid enough? You know what I mean? Like, what if he knows we are severely underfucked? You know what I mean? You guys don't know what I'm, you guys are clearly getting laid a whole lot. <laughs> so what I did was I brought my own spray paint, right? And I added the word please. <laughs> so now it just says please fuck techies, which is a new hashtag movement that I'm starting. Okay. It's right up there with like free the nipple. Okay. So once you free the nipple, feel free to fuck a techie. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll stop making my case. Uh, <laughs> Not helping. You know, I'll tell you this. Um, when I, it, not many people know what's it like to come to America for the first time. You go, you go to immigration, um, and so when I when I uh, hit immigration, it was San Francisco, and uh, I walked up to the guy, and the guy says, uh, "Why are you here?" 
And I said, I'm here for a conference. And he goes, well, what kind of conference? And I said, it's a marketing conference. And he says, what do you do? And I say, marketing. And then he goes, well, what kind of company you work for? And I just say, ISIS. That's the company. Like, well, how, what kind of a job do you have to have to not go through that kind of questioning, right? Like a friend of mine recently arrived, okay? Uh, she just went up, he says, what do you do? And she says, I'm an accountant. And he was like, well, you can walk right in as if like we just need more accountants. I'm like, dude, you should check on her because what if she's an accountant for ISIS? You know what I mean? Like we don't really have all the facts. Maybe they need bookkeeping and they need to pay taxes or whatnot. The next time I come into the US, because I will travel back to India uh, for Diwali. So when I come back, I'll just tell them the truth. I'll tell them, I do comedy, you know, but for ISIS, because like <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's just you have hard days of work, man. All you want to do is go back home and watch some stand-up comedy. <laughs> All right, so we've talked about ISIS and immigration and uh, yeah, marriage. I think uh, we're good. Thank you so much for <laughs> having me. <laughs>
What is up, fuckers? We are here on Friday night, and I hope everybody is as half as fucked up as I am, because my best friend is here, and uh, I haven't even touched that tincture yet, but uh, don't worry, I'll be butt-chugging that later. Um, yeah. Fuck yeah. We're doing it San Francisco style. Taking dumps on the street. Dumps in the street and dumps in the sheets. That's my wrestling promo. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, you know, I'm uncertain about a lot of things. You know, like, I don't know if I want children or not. But I do know I like nothing and bitches. Okay? Some people think I would be a bad dad, but I'd be a good dad. Here's the day in the life of me being a dad. Hey, Aspis! Aspis is my son's name. Yeah, Jeff just took a shit on the floor! Jeff is my dog's name. Aspis! Once you're done crying because you're a virgin, get your ass in here and clean that shit up. Who knows? Maybe I'll have a daughter. <laughs> hey, pee pussy! That's my daughter's name. Once you're done crying because no one's taking you to prom, get in here and feed Jeff a steak. Who knows? Maybe I'll have a child, and they'll grow up, and they'll realize that they're non-binary. And that's okay. I'm not a monster. They don't have to ascribe to any kind of sexuality. So I'll give them a name that works for all genders. Hey, fucker! Jeff is fine. I just wanted to let you know that I love him more than you. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have kids. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, and you know what? No one needs to have kids. It's almost a new decade, and people are still arguing about women's reproductive rights, and I don't fucking understand that. It's almost 2020, folks. If you want to have an abortion, you should totally be allowed to have an abortion. Yeah, fucking make it loud for that. Just flush them down. Now, uh, you know, somebody in my family is pro-life. And I don't like that. I don't like it at all. I tried to cut them out of my life. And uh, they kept on talking to me. And I wanted to ignore them. And I said, listen, Skidmark, that's my youngest son. The only reason I talk to you is because the judge says I have to spend some time with you every now and then. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, maybe people wouldn't have unwanted children if they weren't in shitty relationships. Let me give you some relationship advice. If you're in a shitty relationship, 
just get out of it. Because if you're a woman, there's always going to be a guy out there with a bigger dick and more money. (laughs) And if you're a man, there's always going to be another hole out there. It may not be connected to a human, (laughs) but there's always another hole. I saw my friend the other day. He was uh, he was going to the beach, and he had a shovel. And I went over and I talked to him. I said, uh, "Hey, how's it going, bro?" He said, "Oh, well, you know, me and my girlfriend we just broke up. I'm going to the beach. Gonna dig a hole." I high-fived him. I said, nice. <laughs> Go get him, tiger. <laughs> We've all gotten sand in our pussies, but a pussy made of sand. That is some next-level shit. Uh, so I went with him, and he had his way with that hole in the sand. But when you dig a hole, there is a mound that builds up next to it. And we straight up Eiffel Towered that mound of sand. That mound of sand was a freak. (laughs) Oh, man. You guys are dumb, dude. Fucking talk about mounds of sand. Fuck. No, believe it or not, I actually do pretty well with the ladies. But every time I go on a date with a lady, I got to go in the bathroom, I look myself in the mirror, and I give myself a pep talk. I say, don't talk about Airbud. don't talk about Airbud. don't talk about Airbud." And about five seconds in, my autism kicks in, and I say, do you remember that alcoholic clown on Airbud?" <laughs> but they do. <laughs> and I get blown. No, some of you, they were like, dude, I'm pretty sure you're autistic. I was like, yeah, you're probably right. But don't interrupt me, because I'm only halfway through my three-hour lecture on pro wrestling. Because I need to speed through this, and once I'm done with that, I'm doing a three-hour lecture on the conquest of the Mongolian Empire. You fucking plebeian. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not autistic. Fuck him. Like, don't make me bring up the Mongol Empire one more fucking time. Because I'll do it. I will fucking do it. Um, All right. (laughs) Folks, I started my own movement recently. I started the me neither movement, where if you admit to doing something really embarrassing, You just deny it right afterwards. And I did this because me and my friends were at another person's house, and we found somebody's jizz rag. And I was like, what? Who doesn't have a jizz rag? Oh, yeah, me neither. (laughs) Me neither. Like, you ever have a threesome with a mound of sand? (laughs) Me neither. Me neither. 
You ever find a baggie of white powder on the ground and snort it and wake up with a bloody ass? Me neither. Me neither. Look, another story that never happened to me. This didn't happen. I totally did not snort meth on the Muni recently. But I got really mad at the guy because he didn't say it was meth. He told me it was the ashes of Macho Man Randy Savage. And after about five seconds when the mess started to kick in, it was. I was like, oh, you, so, oh, you yeah, brother. I should have listened to my mom about that one. She was right. She told me to never listen to strangers. And she, she told me I'd make it to the big city one day. And look at me now, Mom. <laughs> they got a McDonald's here. And they got more than one titty bar, and I can actually go to it. Because you don't work there. Yeah, some people think I'm a bad person because of certain stories they've heard about me, but they only heard half the story. Someone said to me, Aaron, I heard you kicked a person in a wheelchair out of a bar recently. I said, yeah, I did, because the bar was closed, and only people with legs are allowed in the bar after it closes. Look, I don't make the rules, and normally I don't even enforce them, but I made up that rule, and I'm fucking enforcing it, okay? Um, fuck, I was gonna do one more thing. Uh, how, I got one minute. Okay, fuck. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, I may have a problem with drugs and alcohol. <laughs> but you know what? My dad didn't raise no bitch, okay? My dad didn't raise me at all. I just turned out to be a bitch on my own. Thank you, folks. I love that point. I don't have a, I have a problem with drugs or alcohol, and then there was a nice pause. That was absolutely perfect. Exactly. That was lovely. Give my best to ass, uh, ass piss and pee pussy. Skid mark and fu fucker, all four of your imaginary children. I love, I love them all, and I, I wish that I, bye baby, I love you. Have fun at skateboard hockey. He plays skateboard hockey. It's real. He's on a skateboard, and they play hockey. I know. It's, San Francisco's a weird fucking place. <laughs> like, <laughs> they play on a anyways down there it's a lot of fun and then every time he comes home he's like oh my hand oh my knee oh my I'm like I have no sympathy for you you're over 30 on a skateboard with a stick with other people over 40 with sticks and a can they take a Sapporo can and they pound it and then they just flip that around as a puck ow it oh my leg look at my bruise no sympathy <laughs> like sorry <laughs> It's, he, has, he has no sympathy for the menopause either. Uh, your next comedian, he runs a show. It's, is it monthly? 
what? Yeah. Boozland? How fantastic. And uh, Boozland is in the Tenderloin. It's a great bar, and they're awesome people, and he's an awesome person. Put your hands together for Evan Montalongo. <laughs> Keep it going for Pam. Keep it going for Pam. Hey, everybody. I am newly single, and I really think it's going to work out this time. I do. I, um, I date a lot of eccentric people. I date a lot of uh, uh, weirdos, as my parents put it. And they were like, this time, will you just please bring home somebody normal? Like, bring home just an average person. So I brought home a Chinese man. Um, <laughs> That is just a numbers game. <laughs> and I know Ming checked the numbers. He ran the numbers, and that is, that is accurate. Um, you know, I, uh, they didn't like that. I'm, so I'm from, um, I'm from Texas originally. I'm from this um, very conservative part of Texas called not Austin. Um, I definitely recommend uh, uh, visiting every part other than the, well, the not Austin part is fine. Um, no, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm from there. So they didn't like that. Um, but I'll be honest, dating in, the, dating in the South, it can be a little tricky. Um, like I remember one time I was, uh, I was at the beach and it was nighttime. Um, we, were, we were around a bonfire and I was having a good time. And then through the flames, I make eye contact with this beautiful woman. And there wasn't a drum circle at this particular bonfire because I like to hang out with people that shower. Um, but I heard the sound of drums. It was like rhythmic. So I was like, ah, oh, I gotta go talk to her. So I go up, we talk, we're hitting it off. It's going well. Things are going really good. We uh, take a little trip, a little stroll down the beach. Uh, we're holding hands. We start to kiss a little bit. One thing leads to another. And then she takes off her t-shirt and she's wearing a Confederate flag bikini. Have you ever been uh, disappointed and horny at the same time? Um, <laughs> It's kind of like how your parents felt when they uh, saw your Google search history. It's kind of like that. It's like you were grounded right after I bookmark a few things uh, here. Uh, it was very confusing. I didn't know how to act. Um, like I was, I went from spitting game to spitting knowledge. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like I was like, oh baby, I'm gonna teach you a lesson about the American Civil War. Because uh, this is not, all I'm saying is I wanted to rip her top off for all the right reasons. That's what I'm saying. It is funny though. Um, People, I feel like people always want what they can't have when it comes to dating. Like, like I dated this one woman who used to make me dress up in a top hat and a monocle and a cane and choke her. <laughs> she, had a, she had a peanut allergy. Um, <laughs> I was like, chunky or smooth, chunky or smooth. She's like, chunky, just came in a gif um, every single time. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm from Texas, but I don't have a Texas accent, which kind of like throws people off sometimes. Like they expect me to open my mouth and it's just like barbecue and bullets that fall out. It's just like ribs and shotgun shells. And, and the truth is I do have a Texas accent, but um, I dropped it. I only use it when it's appropriate. Um, and that's the same thing for most Texans, honestly. Like if I do stand up in California and I do it in Texas, it's way different. Like I have, I have one joke that um, only works in an authentic Texas accent. Here, I'll show you. ¿Cuáles son las vacas más parizosas? Vacaciones. You speak Texan? All right, way to go. A couple of people speak Texan here. That's, uh, that's rare. Um, actually had somebody come up to me after a show one time and be like, I don't get it. Like, why did you start speaking Spanish? And it's like, because I don't speak Navajo. 
Um, and that joke's about colonialism. What? And this one's about appropriation. All right, that works better with a larger crowd. No, you guys are great. I like it. Oh, this is really fun. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I grew up in Texas. I was raised a Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and now I do stand-up comedy, which means I've always hated knock-knock jokes. <laughs> um, they're offensive to the faith, and now they're offensive to the craft. Like, come on, people. Um, Jehovah's Witnesses actually have their own knock-knock joke. Would you help me tell it? No? <laughs> okay. I'll just go, you know. Um, all right, so you know how this works. Um, I'm sweating my ass off right now. Uh, you know how this works. Um, so, knock-knock. Jehovah's Witnesses. Now you're supposed to say not interested and slam the door in my face. That's how that one works. Um, yeah. I, like Pam, also live in the Tenderloin, uh, the lovely Tenderloin. It gets a bad rap. People think it's scary, right? People think it's a scary place. I invite people over and they're like, no, 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 I'm not going to go there. And I don't say, I think it's like a very convenient neighborhood because it's like, where isn't the toilet, you know? <laughs> like, who's, who's not selling drugs? You get me? Like, Authentic Thai food and free syringes. I'm just gonna pad Thai off and chase this dragon of Flavortown. Oh yeah. Honestly, the only thing that scares me about the Tenderloin is that a zombie apocalypse could bust out and I'd have no fucking idea. <laughs> um, one day it's all like changed, next day it's like brains. I'm like, where, where, where did I go, what happened? Um, now I've been in the city for seven years. I moved out here, just a bright-eyed, bushy-tailed boy from the south. Thought I'd just soak up everything the Bay had to offer. I remember the first day I was in my new apartment, I was with my brand new uh, roommate, and um, I come out of the room, and he's smudging the apartment. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like that bundle of herbs. It's like sage. You burn it. It looks like Tarzan made Jane a tampon. It's supposed to, uh, it's supposed to cleanse the energy of the room. And so I come out, and he's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I didn't know you were here. And I was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I didn't know you were a witch. <laughs> Um, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I was into it. Um, anybody like to go dancing? Any, any dancing fans? Oh, I love dancing over here. Yeah. Do you have any like preferred moves? Any like, what do you, when you get out on the floor, what are you busting out? You shake your booty. I like that. That's a good, a good booty shake underrated. It's classic. It's straight to the point. Everybody loves it. Crowd pleaser. Lately, I've been into the dab. That's my favorite move. You know what I'm talking about? The dab? Yeah, I did a little research on it. Turns out it's a lot older than we think. A dab, it was created uh, in the uh, uh, 1940s during World War II by a German soldier, Hans Fritz, when he sneezed mid-heil. He said, heil achoo. They were like, that looks cool, but also it sounds like you said heil achoo, so we gotta kill you. We just, we gotta get you out of here. Um, which man, we could have won the war with just like black pepper and cat hair if we just would have sprinkled that on. That's super good. Um, very fun. <laughs> um, so I was a chef for 10 years, uh, which means I can taste the difference between a bartender and a hostess. <laughs> um, <laughs> one is salty, the other one is uh, 19. Um, not illegal, just not smart. Learn that one. Um, no, chefs are fucking crazy people. Uh, I do admire, they're underpaid, overworked, and they're very persistent, and they always have the worst cocaine. That's a horrible, horrible life. You just can't afford it. Seriously, if you ever hang out with a chef, their idea of keeping it low-key is doing bumps on the ground. <laughs> That's how they do it. Um, but because of my time in the kitchen, I have a lot of uh, opinions about food, like, um, 
Like, I think queso dip answers the question, why can't I drink this cheese? <laughs> and now you can, it's queso dip. Also, can we call raisins by their real names? Grape mummies? I mean, come on. Seriously, they last forever and like shriveled up in that little box, tucked away in the pantry like some sort of ancient Egyptian tomb. Like, and actually, that's why only the, the best, most elite grapes get turned into raisins. All the other grapes just wish they could be raisins, but they're just jelly. It's okay, it's okay as long as you don't whine about it. <laughs> I know you're thinking it's low-hanging fruit. Um, but if you wanna tell grape puns, you gotta have thick skin, all right? That's what I'm saying. Or else they'll stomp all over you. They will. Um, I had to quit the kitchen for obvious reasons. I was spending all my time on jokes. <laughs> Just trying to make people laugh. But when you like, when you work in the kitchen, you have to like remember a lot of things. So to do it, I would always like sing songs in my head. Um, like if somebody's like, hey, I need this salad right now, uh, and make sure it, like, oh, this, it doesn't have chives on it. Like, I need chives on it. I'm like, oh, I got chives on it. That's one example. That's just one example. And now I'm serving, so people are like, oh, can I get two chives? I'm like, two chives, chives, hush, hush, two chives. There's like 50 more where this came from, but I'm feeling out the room right now. Um, uh, yeah. Very good. Um, being a Jehovah's Witness is really weird. <laughs> I'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, they don't celebrate birthdays. I don't know if you know this. So I never celebrated my birthday. My mom's never told me happy birthday. But um, I do remember the first birthday present I ever got, and it was a gram of weed. And I thought... <laughs> I thought that made me like the coolest Jehovah's Witness in the world until I saw a list of people that had been raised Jehovah's Witness. Uh, Prince, I could stop right there, <laughs> but I'll keep going. Like Donald Glover, uh, the, the, the Williams sisters, the Wayans brothers, Aaliyah, Ja Rule, all raised Jehovah's Witness. Even Michael Jackson uh, used to be a Jehovah's Witness, and we used to brag about that, <laughs> but not anymore. My favorite one that grew up a Jehovah's Witness was uh, Notorious B.I.G. He grew up a Jehovah's Witness. Can you imagine like him knocking on your door? He'd be like, here's a magazine. And I'd be like, oh, shit. <laughs> Fucking, I'll take that. Ugh. Yeah, very fun. Uh, yeah, um, my grandfather, 99, just passed away. It's okay. He had a good run. He was ready for it. And I got to tell you, he, he, he ended up on top. This is a guy, this is a man who spent his entire life in Texas, 99 years. He lived his entire life within miles of where he was born. And he finished on top. He only, only four times on his deathbed did he say the N-word. And that is like the best he's ever done. I was like so proud of him. I just, it brought a tear to my eye. Um, absolutely. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll leave you on this one here. It's a food, little food joke. Uh, what did the Nazi say to the lox bagel? <coughs> Show me your capers. <laughs> okay. Give it up for Pam. Evan Montalongo, king of puns, my God. I love knock-knock jokes. Knock-knock. Jesus. Jesus I know Jesus who like did that guy exist or what are we all on the same page Jesus who what did he write the Bible what's up with that 
Knock, knock. Feminism. I can get my own fucking door, thanks. I think it's the precept of feminism. I don't know, I don't read that much. But I think like the second or third wave has something to do with doors. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, do you guys want to mad dog it out? Who wants to go? Do you want uh, Frosty? All right, Austin Carr. Hey, you guys, it's really exciting. He has a show uh, last Sundays in the month at Cobbs called Safe Sets or Talk Talking After Sets. I knew it had something cheeky and cute in it. Put your hands together, everybody, for Austin Carr. Yay! Hey, keep it going for Pam Benjamin, your host. Drop my donation in here real quick. How are you guys doing? You having fun so far? It's been a fun show. Pam came up and confessed she hasn't had a period in two and a half months, and we all silently crossed our fingers for menopause. And <laughs> hope for the best for you, Pam. And uh, we had Tashar come up and tell us about outsourcing marriage duties, and uh, that was wonderful. And or sorry, uh, Abdul, or what was it? Anyway. <laughs> He walked off as he does, you know, that guy. Uh, <laughs> then we had Aaron teaching us about how uh, socially uh, irresponsible parenting and anger with children can lead to the radicalization of the youth, Al uh, Walking Phoenix's Joker, topical, anybody? All right, no, okay. <laughs> and then we had Aaron, or sorry, we had uh, Evan coming up here spitting bullets and barbecue <laughs> in the form of hot puns, I like it, right on. Well, uh, all right, you guys, let's just riff a little bit. Do you guys smoke weed in the room? Do you guys, smokers, right on. So I, I love to smoke weed and, and watch YouTube videos. And I was watching this uh, one video about uh, bonobo monkeys, bonobo monkeys, how do you say that? Bonobo, bonobo, bonobos, okay. This one uh, bonobo monkey uh, named Kanzi. I don't know if you guys ever heard of Kanzi. Famous guy. Kanzi's, uh, he's, uh, he's really, really cool guy. Uh, really cool. I was going to call him a cool cat, but he's a cool monkey. But anyway, he's a, he's a cool chimpanzee. Bonobo, anyway, all right, I'm lost. I'm high. <laughs> but... He's, uh, he has like this incredible memory and vocabulary and all this word recollection and he can actually have like a telephone conversation with someone else on the other line and realize that he's talking to someone else and not just look at this thing like a talking murder box and throw it across the room. He's really interesting. But the, the funniest thing is that they weren't actually trying to teach him. They were trying to teach his mother and he was growing up with her and he was just like this young, interesting, like interested little guy like observing all this shit and like he's like, oh, I wanna, I wanna get in on these secrets. Like I wanna learn too. And I thought it was like kind of like a funny look at our education system, right? Like the education by proxy and all these things. Like I remember like as a young kid, I was so curious going to school and I had all these questions and then I would show up to school and it was all fucking tests and quizzes. And it was like, why are you guys fucking asking me questions? I'm seven. They're going to be wrong. Like I'm, I'm coming to you guys for answers. Like when, when we get to the bottom of this shit, but like with Kanzi, it's funny cause uh, they would teach him all these like useless things. Like they would uh, sit him in a room full of toys and they'd be like, all right, Kanzi, give the dog a shot. And he'd go across the room, he'd pick up this stuffed dog and a needle and he'd give the dog a shot. And they'd be like, good, Kanzi, good. And they'd be like, all right, Kanzi, put the keys in the fridge. And he'd go and he'd grab this set of keys and he'd put it in the fridge and he'd be like, good, Kanzi, good. But I was thinking, like, where is that going to leave Kanzi when he, like, reintegrates into society? You know, like, what's that going to do for him in his life? He's going to be, like, fucking up with some family left and right. He's like, I don't know what you guys want from me. I give the dog a shot. I put the keys in the fridge. Like, Kanzi, bad? Kanzi, good. Like, I'm just doing what you taught me. <laughs> all right. I don't know what else. Uh, do you guys work with kids in the room? Yeah, someone in the back right on. The rest of you guys are like, fuck them. I don't care. I'm, I'm working in tech, baby. I don't, I'm making money. I work with kids. I, um, one of my, I like, uh, used to work with like preschool kids with like going to read and study with them and work, and work uh, with like their developmental skills and all that. But I also liked uh, teaching kids how to swim. It was like really fun because you'd watch them like get over their fears and build some confidence. But it was also the only kind of working with kids where if they ever just piss you off, you could fucking throw them. <laughs> you know, you just toss them in the deep end. You're like, you didn't know the test was today. You got to kick your feet, buddy. Come on back. Like they start asking too many questions, you just hold them down underwater one second longer than you're supposed to, and the parents come over, you're like, we're learning how to blow bubbles, he's doing great, he's doing fine. This kid's great. I don't know what else. We've established that you guys, uh, do you guys like drug stories? Frosty, Frosty Nugs is in the room. 
Uh, you don't have any? That's a fucking lie. That's a real name, you guys. Frosty Nugs, believe it or not. Can I tell the story of the last time we hung out? In re- oh, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, I'll change the, I'll change the names. It was with this guy named uh, Chilled Nuggets, but... Uh, <laughs> When I was a, like starting out in comedy, Frosty runs a great mic over in the East Bay called Bricks, and we would go hang out over there. And one weekend, he was like, do you want to come with me to Reno, Nevada? And I was like, that is so fucking weird, but absolutely. You know, I was like, I was a young comic. I want a road story. I want to go out, and I want to do some fucking drugs. Like, and who better to go to the badlands of Reno, Nevada than Frosty Nugs? Like, he's going to show me the world. <laughs> chilled, chilled Nuggets. Chilled Nuggets. I'm sorry for the recording, for the live stream. So Chilled Nuggets and I set out to Reno, Nevada. And uh, we go out gambling. Oh yeah, Brian was there too. Brian, so the, to be fair though, Brian had taken so much mushrooms that I think maybe you said three words the entire time we were there. And the other time he was like Silent Bob. It was like, it was ridiculous. But uh, within like an hour of getting there, Chilled Nuggets won like an insane amount of money betting on baseball. It was like $3,000, something, something ridiculous. Like for Reno, Nevada, we had just broken the tax brackets. We were loose on the town like Frank Sinatra. We were going to get into some fucking trouble. We went to this karaoke bar, and he's just buying everybody drinks. It's like, shot for you, shot for you, bartender, round for the house. And they, they were, again, like fucking Sinatra, we're local celebrities. And uh, this one girl is like, we're going to come back to the hotel with chilled nuggets. I was a big fan. And uh, <laughs> we're coming back to the hotel, and we're, we're all hanging out in the hotel room. And I go into the bathroom uh, for one second. But here's a, a little bit of backstory about, about chilled nuggets that you guys might not know is that... Uh, he used to have supplies of acid around, you know, good acid, good stuff. Uh, and there was a little baggie of acid in the room, but it wasn't in the form of like tablets. It was like those orange high C chews. It just looked like a bag of candy, you know? And uh, we come out of the bathroom and this girl that came back from the bar with us has the baggie in her hand and has gone through about four of them, <laughs> literally four. And mind you, this girl had told us she had never done a drug in her life. And she, when she said that, she said not drugs or not alcohol, not cigarettes, not even weed. So she considered alcohol and cigarettes drugs. So that's just like her base level, you know. We're just setting the bar right there. Four hits of chilled nuggets acid. <laughs> and immediately everyone in the room is like, you got to throw that up right now. She's like, no, I don't. I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything wrong. And they're like, well, that's not candy. That's acid. And she's like, I didn't take anything. I didn't take any drugs. And we're like, that's not the way this works. You don't just talk yourself out of this, all right? You're in too deep. We need action. We need to act. And she's like, I'm not going to throw it up. I'm going to be fine. And we're like, that is brave. All right. You know, I respect you for that. But Jesus, we'll see. And uh, someone in the room was like, you know what? We'll all take some with you. That'll be better, right? What kind of fucking logic is this? All right. It's just Lord of the Flies in here at this point. We're all just left to our own devices with this. And so she hands me the bag of mushrooms and I'm just like, fuck it. You know, all right, we're going in. We're going to have some fun and we're going to see this lady through her trip. We're going to go through it together. And we go down to the casino floor and we start playing blackjack. 15 minutes, maybe. She is just gone. I mean, like, she is seeing visions and, like, it's sunken inside of herself. And you know the fucking casino floor. So it's just, I mean, the lights. I can only imagine what this woman is experiencing. And so we realize that we got to get her off the floor. And so we're like, we're going to go back up in the room. We're going to get some room service. We're going to chill out. We're going to watch some TV. We're going to ride this thing out. And getting her from the fucking hallway 
to the elevator, the feeling of the elevator rising, the doors opening like the fucking shining. I mean, this woman was paralyzed with fear, just weeping, crying. And, and we're just like, she's like, I don't know any of you people. You're not good. We're like, we're good people. We're going to help you out. She's like, you're not good. You're not good. And it was fun. I was, at that point, I was like, I can't disagree with you, but we're trying, lady. We're doing our best. All right. I'm high too. Don't freak me out. I'm a good person. <laughs> And we're fucking, we get her into the room, and one of the girls is like so sweet, and she's like, let me tell you something about acid, all right? What you just took is pure love, okay? It's pure love. And she's like, I know love. This is not love. This is not love. She's like, it's pure love. You're experiencing pure love. And at that point, her boyfriend starts calling her on the phone, which we didn't know about. He's an added character plot twist, but he starts calling her, and now everyone in the room and enters like a hostage negotiation. They're like, don't fucking let her answer that phone. Hang it up. Don't let her, don't tell him anything. Don't tell him where you are. And she's like, why can't I tell him where I am? Am I trapped here? Can I leave? Can I not leave? And it's just spinning and spiraling and spiraling. And oh my God, we fucking finally... We calm her down, and the boys go upstairs to the room because Chilled Nuggets at this point realizes that if someone causes any harm to themselves while they're on, you know, a, a psychoactive substances, it's technically manslaughter. So we're like, you know, we're like, this was, we jumped off the deep end with this one. <laughs> and, and he's like, you jumped off the deep end. We're like, this is not, anyway, that's semantics for the lawyers to discuss later after they review this recording. But anyhow. <laughs> But uh, we calm her down. We're like, you know what? The girls are going to hang out in this room. The boys are going to go upstairs. We're going to sleep it off. We'll have breakfast in the morning. We're all going to be good. Cut to four hours later, about five in the morning, we get a frantic call from the girls' room. And all we hear is she's gone. And we go downstairs, and it's literally like a crime scene. The door was just open. Things were disheveled in the room. And so I can only imagine. Everyone was asleep. We all put her to bed. We thought we were okay. And she was just laying in wait for her fucking escape. She's like, I'm going to get it the fuck out of here. The second they close their eyes, the boys are gone good. I can overpower three of the girls. One of them's talking hippy-dippy bullshit about love. I can take her out with the knees. I'll kick her down. And she just fucking must have busted out of there like in this craze, looking at all the patterns on the carpet like this and busted through the elevator and the, all the people in the casino. And... We were all just left with like this question of what the fuck happened? Because none of us knew her. We didn't have her phone number. She was just gone. And the story has a happy ending. <laughs> cut, cut to uh, about eight months later, the, 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 true, the true love girl followed up with her and found her on Instagram. And yeah, found out she's okay. She lived. Turns out she literally ran home to her boyfriend, confessed her love for her. They're now married. And she's, I mean, that is the power of drugs and pure love, you guys. So I, if, I mean, if that's not a miracle, I don't know what is, all right? And uh, I just hope that Chilled Nuggets can do that for all of you guys. I mean, he's a powerful figure. But <laughs> I don't even know where to go from here. But that was fun. That was, that was a fun time. I had a good time. Uh, how much time do I have left out of curiosity? I'm at 10 minutes? Okay. Well, listen, you guys. It's really cool that you guys all came out to support your friends doing comedy, support live comedy. Make sure you support Pam and uh, Muni Radio and, and the Comedy Clubhouse and all this. So thank you guys for having me. My name is Austin Carr. Enjoy the rest of the show. Austin Carr, what a story. Reno, acid. That is like, make a movie. Where is it? I got to see it. The YouTube special. It's uh, acids. Acids a lot of acids a lot of fun. Who who in here has done acid? A lot of cool people in here. Yeah. I'm too old now and I'm too sensitive. When I take acid, I actually like put it into a water bottle and like let it sit and then I sip it over time because I'm an adult now. <laughs> 
or a baby. I actually, I know that I'm an adult because I live in the Tenderloin and I walked by a baggie of white powder on the street and I just walked by it. I didn't pick it up. I didn't sniff it. I didn't put it on my gums. I didn't test it. I was like, look at me adulting. Wow. Feels like such an adult. Like seriously, 10 years ago, I would have just been like, I don't give a fuck. 2CBR, XYQ. I don't know what the kids are taking these days. That weird gray powder in a bag. Sure. Not anymore. Uh, but I bet your next comedian would. He's a nutbag. It's going to be you, baby. Yeah. He's a bag of nuts. He actually used to make these nuts, which are actually some of the tastiest weed treats I've ever had. He's a, he's a sausage master. He'll probably talk about that, although that's an ambiguously strange thing to say. He recently shaved, and he's been stabbed in the heart. Put your hands together for Frosty Nugs! Yeah. I really don't even know what to say after that story, other than you can't make that shit up. Am I right? <laughs> I always hated that because, like, I make shit up all the time. <laughs> we he could have he made half of that up actually. You should you want to hear the real story? I'll tell you. <laughs> no. All I remember is she's gone. <laughs> the rest of the night is a fucking blur. But the she's gone woke me the fuck up. Like, oh no, I hope I don't have to deal with this tomorrow. <laughs> Who told her to eat the gummy bears, God damn it! I wanted those. How's everybody doing? Feels good to be here. Give up for Pam, keeping this show strong. It's been years. I haven't been here a long time, right? Like a couple of years, actually. It's crazy. Uh, I used to get high right in that booth. <laughs> oh. No, that's not true. I always went outside, left the record just spinning on its own. <laughs> Shit. Why do people ask rhetorical questions? Okay, <laughs> this is going to go well. I like the smart crowds, you know what I mean? Some of these people don't fucking get my gold, you know? So a little bit about me, I own a company called Soul Sausage, you heard that right, S-O-U-L, Sausage, and this was started back in New York, we had about 40 different kinds of sausages, salamis, hams, ribs, just fucking great food, right? Uh, life happens, I was a horrible CEO, maybe it tainted the name a little, so I, even though it's a great name, and I still own the website, I decided on the West Coast, this was all in New York, and now I'm out here, I've been out here for a long time. And I decided I want to do the company over again, except I'm going to I'm going to change the name in honor of my dead father, who has the greatest name in the history of male names, Dick Phillips. I'll say that a little slower. <laughs> Dick Phil Lips. <laughs> what, Grandma? <laughs> That's amazing. He wore it well for an asshole, let me tell you, but he was a dick. So the inevitable, right? Instead of Soul Sausage, we have now gone to Dick Sausage Company, right? It's amazing. I mean, they look like dicks. Might as well call them dicks. Plus, think of the slogans we can have, right? Like, eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> that's where you insult your customer, but they'll still eat them because that's how good dicks taste. Everybody knows that, you know what I mean? Right? You could get a little more kid-friendly, a little PC. Like, everybody loves dicks. <laughs> I don't know why I said kid-friendly. <laughs> that, uh, that always gets weird. 
Don't get any ideas. I already registered DickSausageComedy.com. <laughs> All because of this joke, actually. I told this joke so many times, I said, I better register that name before someone gets any good ideas. Yeah. So give it up for Dicks. Yeah. This is the Bay Area. How does it be fear about rent? It's fucking bullshit, right? You know who takes a lot of heat for the rent? You said it. You're a techie. No, you're not. You're a comic. <laughs> what kind of technology are you inventing? <laughs> no, seriously, though. Techies take a lot of heat for this rent increase. You know what I mean? And I don't even think that's the real problem. I mean, <laughs> I think they're driving up the price of pussy, too. You know what I mean? Like, fuck affordable housing. I need affordable pussy. This shit is getting out of control. <laughs> I fucked that joke up completely. But, you know, you still got the premise. You know what I mean? You can't afford it either. I know. You should try Oakland Pussy. <laughs> That's where everyone's going these days. <laughs> okay, I never said that one before. Uh, let's see. Well, I never I, I never remember what I want to say. I take requests now, actually. You guys know any of my jokes? You want to tell me? No? No, I'm not telling that story. That was a month old. I'll tell you a good story, actually. Since we're in a storytelling mood, I'll tell you a great story. Pam mentioned it, actually. So... Well, I'll go a little out of order. Pam mentioned what happened to me. Something happened to me. It was right here in the mission. I was walking down the street. It was my birthday. You know, just having a good time. And uh, I came out of the bar last call, and I was staying in one of these crack dens for like $30 a night on 16th Mission. And I, I was like, before I go upstairs, I should really go to the car and get my weed, right? Like any good human would do. So I went around the corner, and as I was putting the key in the door, two dudes ran up, stabbed me in the heart and the stomach. I know. I didn't even know what happened. I was so drunk, I just fell into the car like, oh, whew, that hurt. <laughs> Woo! What the hell just happened there? Whoo, that hurt. But I didn't see any blood or anything. So I didn't know. I literally had no idea what happened. So I did what you would have done and got my fucking bong and weed and <laughs> walked around the corner of the hotel room. You know what I mean? I walked up four flights of stairs, knocked on the door, my friend inside opened the door, and then it was like, ah, 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 there's blood coming out everywhere. There's blood all over the wall, all over the floor, everywhere. It looked like a fucking murder scene. And my friend does what anyone would do and says, holy shit, what happened? I'm calling 911. And I said, no, no cops, no cops. And I ran in that hotel room and threw every drug out of every pocket you know, all over the room. You know, it was a real bad scene. And she said, well, what do you want me to do? And I said, I don't know. Let me fucking think about it. Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? So I sat down for two minutes, but it was really more like two hours of just bleeding all over the bed saying, hub, hub. <laughs> Uh, and she was like, are you still thinking? You know? <laughs> and I was like, yes. And then she said, I'm making the call. And I said, I thought about it. Make the call. Make the call. So she calls 911. The cops blast through the door. They take one look at me and one look at her. And they're like, you bring her in for questioning. <laughs> Because they immediately thought she did it, right? You know, this is obviously a male-female dispute. You know, couldn't be two random dudes in the mission. You know, it's definitely this is a situation here. But she didn't do it. I had to explain that like 
somehow. <laughs> somehow we explained what happened. And the cop looked at me and he said, what took you so long to call? And I looked him dead in the eyes and said, I'm sorry, sir. I've just never been your biggest fan. <laughs> and he looked at me dead in the eyes and said, biggest fan, you're going to die, son. <laughs> Yeah, so they dosed me with some shit that felt great because I woke up two days later <laughs> after having open heart surgery and dying twice, apparently during this surgery, right? I'm still here with you today doing this. Wow. Let me tell you the best part of the story, though. I don't want any sympathy votes because no one gave me GoFundMe money, <laughs> and I'll explain. My comedian friends are great, and they said, holy shit, Frosty's going to die He's one of us. We should at least help him out and start a GoFundMe. So they did, and I made like two grand. So I thought I was balling. <laughs> like, I was like, holy shit, I am rich. <laughs> and then I was watching the news about two weeks into my 30 day stint at Hotel SF General. I was watching the news to find out that a five-year-old uh, started to go for me because he wanted to make mashed potatoes, <laughs> and he made $500,000. <laughs> Fuck my life, you know what I mean? <laughs> Holy shit, you know? Comedy doesn't pay? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, how do you feel about that one? Yeah. Bring us over. Yeah. So needless to say, I watch a lot of TV now. <laughs> like, I like to do nothing. In fact, this is hard goddamn work right now, Pam. <laughs> no. uh, I've been watching a lot of TV. You guys seen this show, Naked and Afraid? Yeah. Holy shit. First of all, I love it. <laughs> but I don't understand. I don't understand anything that happens in the world anymore. I'm, like, super lost and everyone's like, whoa. You know, but, <laughs> but like, like, so Naked and Afraid is, like, take a guy like me, right? All right, maybe not just like me, but, you know, you get something, dude. And then you take a really smart, sexy young lady, right? You ship us both off to the Caribbean. Sorry, Caribbean. You take all our clothes off, right? You send everyone else home except the two pervy camera guys. <laughs> and all I have to do is survive for three weeks, and I'm supposed to be scared of this. Like, what? <laughs> Sounds like fucking heaven. I would, I would totally give up all of this to do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I want to see them film a season of this in the Tenderloin. <laughs> That's naked and afraid. You know what I mean? You can bet your ass you're not the only one naked <laughs> or afraid. Right? <laughs> Fucking Caribbean. You seen Orange is the New Black? There's a lot of gems out there. You seen this one? Oh, my God. I had no idea what it was. I, I like a lot of thoughts came in my mind when I had that, heard that title, you know. Uh, I, I definitely had no idea it was a show about women in prison, right? Because I thought women had a free pass in this world. Like, what the fuck did you do to go to prison? <laughs> like, holy shit, you know? That's crazy. I'm pretty sure Lorena Bobbitt cut someone's dick off. She didn't go to prison. You know? <laughs> like, what the hell did you do? You know what I mean? <laughs> then I also thought it was going to be a documentary series about our country's transition from Barack Obama to Donald Trump. <laughs> He's fucking orange. <laughs> it's crazy. Who tans like that? Yeah. God, so much great shit out there. TV. If Tony Danza and Bruce Springsteen were locked in a closet, who's the boss? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know who is? Alyssa Milano. <laughs> Feminism. <laughs> They'll get you locked in a closet. 
I dated a girl, huge feminist. They called her a feminazi. And I didn't find that appropriate because it's not like she hated Jews. <laughs> she was just a bitch. <laughs> right? But, you know, she was such a huge feminist, she only used equal in her coffee. I know. No creamer! It reminds her way too much of the patriarchy. You know what's even crazier than that? She forced me to drink my black just so I know what it's like to be oppressed. <laughs> she also told me it makes my dick bigger. And I believe her, because if I don't, she beats me. <laughs> Feminism. <laughs> Gotta watch out these days. I personally don't understand feminists. Man, all the men answer this one. You ever find that women are just always trying to make you do shit? Right? And really all you want to do is either nothing or them. And when I say nothing, you're probably just thinking about doing them. And they're like, can you like build a house? And you're like, what? Will I get any ass if I build a house? And then they will say no. And walk away into another room with someone else's child. I don't know, that got dark, sorry. I, I just want you to know I made all of that up on the spot. I don't know what got into me, that was fucking weird. Did I get a light? Get a light there? All right, well, if I have to go, you know how we're going out, baby. If you can, can you really still say you're taking a shit when you're really just pissing out your ass? You know what I mean? I've never seen the opposite happen before. Like, I've never seen anyone take a shit out of your dick. You ever take a shit out of your dick before? Once well, not. There was this one time, I swear to God, I saw a girl take a shit out of her vagina. Hey, it turns out it was just a dead baby. <laughs> I know. I know that was dark. Don't worry. Don't worry. It was my dead baby, and it would turn out to be a piece of shit anyway. <laughs> Thank you. Have a frosty night. You guys have been fantastic. Give up your Pam. Frosty Nugs is alive! It's exciting, yay! All right, Alex, we've got time. Marcus Howard is supposed to be on the show, but he hasn't shown up yet. So you're here, and it's exciting. And actually, a bunch of us are later um, on a show at Piano Fight called Fuster Cluck, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so, hey, if you want to head on over there after, we're running over. Uh, but he's, and Evan's on that show, too. Uh, this guy's he's really funny, and I'm so glad that you're here. Put your hands together for Alex Woody! So much pressure when you say he's really funny. It's, like, unbelievable. I'm like, my tits are hard. That's something you could, uh, she could have said, hey, his tits are hard. Let's give it up for Alex Woody. That would have really been more of an appropriate intro, you know what I mean? I uh, was driving over here from the other side. I don't know if we talk about the other side, do we, in San Francisco? Okay, Concord, I don't know if you guys heard of it. Driving from close to there, and a, a sign said, slow down traffic after the tunnel. I went through the tunnel, no traffic. These motherfuckers pranked us. So the next sign said, get high, get a DUI. Not fall for it again. <laughs> I am smoking. I think the other sign said like, um, uh, call or text. 
you could be next or something like that. I'm on the phone right now. What are you talking about? I'm fine. I'm ordering a pizza. I'm all dandy. God, just don't trust the science. That's my point, I think. Or I'm just irritated. Can I just be irritated? It's Friday, right? I got to get this out so I can focus on having sex with my wife because it's very, it takes a lot of mental concentration. It's 10 years. Uh, we started with nicknames, uh, like Sugar Plum Fairy, you know, all the nice ones. Cinnamon Roll, because I'm just kind of chunky, you know. And uh, now, being close to 10 years, uh, our nicknames have graduated to the darkness. Uh, I call her Lacey, and she calls me Scott. Peterson, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like this for her to come, you know? It's getting weird. It's getting weird. Just hope we don't actually like act it out. That would be bad. I wouldn't be able to come here anymore. Sometimes I want to though. I think that's naturally to want to just, ah, you know? Especially living with someone for so long. Like uh, most men have man caves to get away, right? To have that break. Um, I have a man corner. Yeah, it's a desk with a DJ set up. Haven't DJed for like 20 years. Um, does anyone own records anymore? Okay, okay, okay. Maybe more people than I thought. But uh, it's got more dust than the radio equipment back there. It's bad. And, uh, but I like it because um, it's uh, homey. It fits one. Yeah, if I was a real estate agent, I would describe it as the studio of caves. That's how I would describe it. I, uh, I'm grateful, though. Um, had a hard time dating. Um, I know you guys were like, what? This, this stud? What? Yeah, I had a hard time. Uh, ended up meeting someone. This isn't fake. It's not from a Cracker Jack bag. They don't make boxes anymore. That's cunts. They don't. They don't. They make crackjack bags, and you gotta order the treat inside. It doesn't even come with the treat anymore. I swear to God, look it up. You gotta order it. They have you do the work. Which just a dad rant, real quick. They want us to keep doing more work. We don't even f bag our own groceries. Fucking, I don't know. Soon they're gonna be banging our wives for us. It's actually that might solve some problems, but uh, okay. Enough with the dad rant. I was talking about, um, come on, Frosty, you're supposed to be writing what I'm saying down. Uh, I was talking about marriage and meeting my wife. There we go. This isn't fake. Crackjack, here we are. I feel like I'm in memento. <laughs> Fucking looking. I'm like, Lord of the Rings. What the? <laughs> oh, yeah, I was high in 2008, yeah. Which, by the way, I'm going on another dad rant, all right, about this. Didn't... <laughs> I've never come across this. Lord of the Rings tattoo, thought I was the only one, right? I was like, this is, you know? Didn't even read the fucking books either. I just, eh, this is better than Italian, right? I don't know, it's different. I don't know. I go get fast food the other day because I'm fit. And, uh, you know, I'm getting the change and the person sees this and goes, I've only seen the movies. You know, the guy's trying to put a hat on me. 
Very awkward when you're trying to get your food. Very awkward. But now I'm going to a Lord of the Rings convention next week. So I'm psyched. Um, I'll be hanging out with this guy named Singh. Uh, apparently, he doesn't sing. This is his name. Just one of those things, you know, he intros himself like that. My name's Singh, but I don't sing. Don't ask me to sing. All right, Singh. Met my wife at an AA meeting. She was so drunk, she thought it was Kevin Costner. Yeah, I thought she was Jennifer Lopez. That was a kooky morning. So waking up to the dances, the hero of Dance with the Wolves, she woke up to the hero of Paul Blark Mall Cop. Ah! You know where? She's safe. She's in the trunk. She's waiting for me. And then the show's almost over, right, Pam? Okay. I poked holes. I think she's all right. I think she's all right. Add some oil back there. I don't know. We love her. We joke around. Trust me. If she was up here, she'd be like, ah, I would love to cut his tits off. Trust me. It's mutual. All right? This is a mutual hatred, but the sex is great, right? A little hatred and sex, amazing, right? Um, still haven't graduated to anal yet. Haven't tried anal. I always kind of like knock at the door. You know what I'm talking about, right? Um, never know the password, though. I've never gotten that right. Um, there we go. Writing session. Forgot I was in one. Um, yes, might keep that because, yeah. Um, ooh, the lights went out. That was a little creepy. He walked down, the lights went out. I'm like, oh my God, that was Lucifer. Holy shit. That was. Am I on that show? Because I do love that show. Um, great people in that. Very attractive people in Lucifer. I like watching shows that have more attractive people than me. I don't know why. Maybe because I feel like I'm one of them. Like, I don't know if this has ever happened to you guys, but sometimes I go months thinking I'm hotter than I really am. And then I'll look in the mirror. And I can't find an outfit for three hours. Ladies, it's not just you. It's also chubby guys with receding hairlines, all right? Um, that was a fun last Friday. I'm doing better. I've been wearing the same outfit all day. So we're doing fine up here. We are doing fine. I'm feeling kind of fine. I haven't looked in the mirror for a while. Uh, quick dick joke. Uh, my boner is like a vampire. All right, sleeps during the day, magically appears at night, and you can't see it in the mirror. Where'd it go? What <laughs> the... It is small, it is. No, it's average, all right? It's average. I think it's a higher than average. Actually, I've always wanted to be in a dick contest with an Asian person. If someone can find an Asian person, I will have a dick off. I will, you know? I don't know how it's gonna go. I might be suicidal after, but I'm down for a dick off. That might be something I could find around your guys' house, the Tenderloin, right? Maybe. I can get stabbed. Maybe not. I don't know. That wasn't funny. Maybe I can get shot. That would be more funny, right? Okay, maybe not. Okay, we're rolling here. Made it weird, but we're back in it. <laughs> I, I'd say the most consistent thing about this set are the, the hardness of my tits. I think we can both relate to that. Uh, you're great. I love you. He's got Mark McGuire hair. Anyone grow up with Mark McGuire? I love that motherfucker. Who cares? Take steroids. Make baseball more exciting. Baseball's so fucking boring. I gotta take an edible. I gotta take... Give me that tincture drink to get me through a fucking 
you know, baseball game. It's boring. You know what I mean? That's why I don't go to Giants games because the beers are so expensive. Let me go to an A's game. At least there I could pay my beer with an EBT card. No, can you? <laughs> no, but it feels like you can. It's fucking, jeez, that place is horrible. Oh, my God. It's just falling apart. Great, though. Tickets are like fucking, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They got the old school bathrooms, the, the trench, um, the trough, yes. Um, love the trough. Just, you know, I'm in Concord. Just experienced the whole using the same bathroom as a female, like dorm style. In Oakland, I went to this movie theater, and it's uh, women and men could just walk in. I walk in because in every new situation, I try to act normal. I'm just going to go, shit, no big deal. You know what I mean? But this other guy comes up behind me, but he's like a little hesitant. He's like, can we be in here? Because he saw like some girls there. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, cool. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm in here with Harvey Weinstein. I didn't even know. You know? Jesus. I'm glad I'm not the only guy that looks like a creep, you know? Okay, great. No, I, I'm not excited about rainy season because last rainy season, I just, I got a lot of stares. Ladies, okay, well, let's not get into that, but just me drenched in water makes me for some reason more creepy. I like got in the elevator with a lady last year, right? I'm hoping I don't run into the same lady. Scared her to death, I feel bad. I walked in. <laughs> I got like a subway stand. <laughs> I'm not realizing. I didn't think I'm good looking. You know, you could see my dick in the mirror. I think I'm fine, you know? And uh, she's like backed up against the wall, you know? I'm now in legal battle. No, I'm not. I don't know where I was going with that. We're making things up on the fly. Uh, Marty McFly, gotta wrap it up. What am I gonna wrap it up with? Saw a guy wearing glasses. <laughs> Drinking a smart water, leaning against a smart car, smoking a cigarette. You almost had me fooled. My name is Alex Woody. Thank you. Alex Woody's married. He was talking about marriage. I used to be married. Uh, with my first marriage, I got my first STD. That sexually transmitted death. That's what an STD is, sexually transmitted death. That's what happens when you get married, everyone. Ah, their debt becomes yours. Did you not know it was a contract? <laughs> it's fun. Um, Marcus Howard was supposed to be on the show tonight, but it looks like he didn't make it in time. So I'm going to let you hostages go free. I'm going to let you fly free, little babies. Um, I'd like to thank everybody on the show. Um, Aaron, you um, brought all your friends. That was awesome. Evan, you brought your friend. Austin was here. He brought a friend. We got, we got, like everyone brought a friend. Uh, Frosty Nugs brought a friend. Alex Woody came in. He was the... Look, yeah. Um, but thank you, seriously, thank you for supporting live comedy. Without you, this is schizophrenia. So clap it up for yourselves. Yay. And um, I've been Pam Benjamin. Clap it up for Zunzu in the back, running the ones and twos. He's so wonderful. And we have comedy here every Friday and four open mics a week. So come on back. Thanks so much for being here. Yay. Good night.
motorcycle lawyers will be perfectly wagon to you. Tigers watches over the riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Mr. Terrace, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Chromatic Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that, uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch
Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. But you can apply now through November 30th. 50 shows in seven days, over 50 comics from all around the U.S., and you could be one of them. Go to the Mutiny Radio website, www.mutinyradio.fm. Click the Apply button. Pay that 20 bucks. Donate to Mutiny Radio and apply with your five-minute video to the Mutiny Radio 5th Annual Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. Submissions close November 30th. Get those submissions in now. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8 that's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! 499. Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. (laughs) 
Subliminal SF Visual and Auditory Mind Control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. in San Francisco comedy scene. Maybe you want time to do jokes. Well, this is the place to do it. Mutiny Radio. We have three open mic a week just for you. Monday's joke workshop from 6 to 8. Come and get four minutes and four minutes of commentary from your comedian peers. Come on Fridays for happy hour 6 to 8 here at Mutiny Radio. All the comics wonderful hilarious people in the scene get to know them hang out do a set have it recorded here and on a podcast at mutinyradio.fm and come in on saturdays from four to six get long sets because no one ever shows up so it's like stage time and people can listen come on by to mutiny radio get your comedy on baby tell me what you think about your situation, complication, aggravation. Is it getting to you? Then tune in live every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. to the edge of insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh. Kit Marie. Brandon Ray. And Mistress Christine. All on Mutiny Radio. That's right, pcrcollective.org. We'll see you there. Flat Black Plastic. It's special Tuesday afternoon version. It's going to be subbed in on Saturday, so who knows what's going to happen? With, you know. From the weed. In a country garden, a lovely rose looked down upon a common weed and said, You are an unwelcome guest economically useless and unsightly of appearance. The devil must love weeds. He made so many of them. The unwelcome guest looked up at the rose and said, Lilies that fester smell far worse than weeds, and one supposes that goes for roses. My name is Dorothy Perkins, the rose said haughtily. What are you, a beetle weed, a bladder weed, a beggar weed? The names of weeds are ugly. And Dorothy shuddered slightly, but lost none of her pretty petals.
parents passed away. Never understood his fascination with rhymes or beats, or beats. and poetry, he was considered elite. Became a young gangster in the streets of LA, lost connection with his true roots far away. But no matter the job or crime, crime he never lost his hardcore obsession to rhyme. New York's hip hop movement broke loose. The 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 movement broke loose. Since busting rhymes was his natural thing. He was crowned the West Coast MC King, King. But after his inauguration, there was a rush, rush of whack rappers with one intention to crush, crush this master rapper and take his throne. A simple job, he had no crew, he stood all alone, alone. Assassins came in groups of one through five. With raps, no mortal MC could survive. could survive. But he showed no mercy. He rapped bloodthirsty. Battling from Friday on through to Thursday. Thursday. Never losing a bout. Never ending in doubt. Every confrontation KO knockout. knockout. On his never ending journey to the TOP. The LA player MC Ice. Stop! 
N-E-M-Y. I-N-D-E-P-E-N. 